You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It is Thursday, December the 2nd. The lockout has begun. Work stoppage for the first time in 26 years between Major League Baseball and the Players Union. I am Lucas Smith, host of the show. Thanks for tuning in today. It's a a frustrating day. It's a sad day. It's a day that a lot of us wish didn't have to come, maybe some of us thought it didn't didn't have to come. Some of us being the players definitely thought that way. We'll break down some statements and the letter from the commissioner that was written to baseball fans. Uh, and we'll, we'll get into all that. Uh, thanks for tuning in today. Thanks for taking time out of your Thursday to tune in. It's frustrating. Um, it's frustrating on a lot of different levels. We, we've been talking about it for the last couple of days here on Locked on Cardinals. We've known that's going to happen. We talked about it with Jeff last week, uh, week of a couple of days after, yeah, week of and a couple of days after Thanksgiving, we talked about it with Jeff Carr of Locked On Reds. It is very frustrating from a from a fan perspective. I'm sure from an owner's perspective, from a player's perspective, nobody wants a lockout. I and I, I don't. I, I truly believe that that there there's obviously a, a tactic involved with, with maybe a lockout speeds up negotiations, um, th- things of that nature. But uh, no, nobody really desires a super long lockout. It's not good for the sport. There's a reason that the, the players and the owners have worked hard over the last 26 years to avoid a lockout. Because lockouts, work stoppages are not good. Uh, not good for the perception of the sport, of the business, of the industry, of anything. And that is sadly where we've come to here in 2021. Heading into 2022, Max Scherzer was even asked about it in his introductory press conference to the New York Mets. Talked about the war chest that the players have, the players union has, because Max Scherzer is very involved in those negotiations. So he knows what's going on. It's it's just simply frustrating that there, there's really no other way to put it. And there's not a, really a lot of positive feeling right now. You know, you, you saw these reports by Jeff Passan and a couple by Bob Nightingale of what, what you know how long these negotiations were taking place. And one set of negotiations took seven minutes. I don't know too many negotiations that take place in seven minutes to end up in good things happening. <laughs> Those, the, the, you know, similar to a jury, the, the shorter the jury convenes or the, the worse the sentence is probably going to be, the, sor- the shorter, um, you know, time negotiating probably wasn't going to be good for the lockout. And it was not because the time of negotiating was short and we are in a lockout uh, on this Thursday, December 2nd. And it's one of those things that nobody really knows. I've talked about this. Nobody really knows how long it's going to last. Some people are more optimistic than others. From what I've seen reported, from what I've read, from what the, the statement that the Players Union re, uh, released yesterday that I'll read in a little bit, I just don't see a quick resolution. I don't see a quick way of negotiating, of solving all the things they want to solve. I know a 14-team fourteen team playoff, expanded playoff was entered, was talked about according to multiple reports. I'm not a huge fan of that. We're going to have what it seems like a very long time to talk about the CBA, to talk about thoughts about what needs to be negotiated. We'll get into all of that 
across the next number of weeks. Hopefully not too long. We can get back to baseball content. Uh, but let, we're going to start with the with with the release read by the players union or release released by the players union and what they had to say. And then we'll go to what the the commissioner had to say as well as talk about some other news and notes about it. So major league baseball has announced a lockout of the players shutting down our industry. This is a statement from the major league baseball players association. And it reads as follows. It's three short stanzas and I will read it in its entirety. Quote, this shutdown is a dramatic measure, regardless of the timing. It is not required by law or for any other reason. It was the owner's choice, plain and simple, specifically calculated to pressure players into relinquishing rights and benefits and abandoning good faith bargaining proposals that will benefit not just the players, but the game and industry as a whole. These tactics are not new. We have been here before and players have risen to the occasion time and again, guided by a solidarity that has been forged over generations. We will not do... So again, here, excuse me, we will do so again here. We remain determined to return to the field under the terms of a negotiated collective bargaining agreement that is fair to all parties and provides fans with the best version of the game we all love. End quote. So apologies on messing up the reading there. We will do so again here, referencing the solidarity and stepping up time again that the Players Union referenced in that statement. Players Union, not happy with the owners, not happy with... Rob Manfred, the commissioner, not not happy with where they're at. I think the players are the ones that want to see a lockout the the, the least amount. The the only only perceived positive of this deadline, of this uncertainty, the only one, and even this, it could be, you know, me putting lipstick on a pig. It could be not even a, a huge victory, but it was the free agent frenzy that we saw in the final week and a half of this collective bargaining agreement before the deadline hit at midnight last night. It was a lot of fun. It was it was action packed. We even saw some big trades. We saw some, a lot of signings, movement. It was it was a fun off season, and that is not something Major League Baseball has had in a long time. That is the only positive that I have been able to come up with out of this this lockout, this this shutdown, this work stoppage. Will it speed up negotiations? Will that end up being a positive? Maybe, but then again, you have to ask yourself: Did Major League Baseball need to go this far? They believe they did. They went this far. That's that's what we're that's where we're at at this current moment in time. But again, the only positive that I see again is the frenzy that we had for the final week and a half of this deal. Even Marcus Stroman found his way to a new team before the deal ended, which was not expected to happen. It was not the Cardinals, and I'll talk about that uh, in segment number three. But the players' union, as I mentioned, clearly not happy, and it's that's it's continuing language like this. Um, you know, dramatic measure. Um, it, it was used to make players relinquish rights and benefits. It's dramatic language like that that leads me to believe, based on these releases, that a new deal is not being reached anytime soon because of language like this, because of the clear and obvious frustration on the player's side for how the teams or how they perceive the teams have been manipulating service time, controlling players, how hard it is for players to earn money. And yes, the top earners of baseball are really making money. Don't get me wrong, but players feel, you know, that it takes a long time to get that money because you got to play seven years, six, seven years service time before you can even see free agency barring, you know, the outlier situations and who knows. Um, but, But the players aren't happy whatsoever. 
A new collective bargaining agreement is going to need to be, need to be reached. And I think with how convicted the players are today and how public perception might be on their side, I, I think that they're not going to stand down. They're, they're going to try to, to the best of their ability, get what they want. And they do say that they want an agreement that is fair to all parties. But the players are going to try and get what they think that they deserve. They're going to try and get what they want. Period. End of story. And I, I th- this is a this is a strong players union. This is a players union that has a lot of voices to it. It's got a lot of strong voices to it. It's not just a couple of guys yelling. It is people with conviction. It is people that believe what they are saying. It is people that really are strong in their beliefs. So I, I, I doubt that. I doubt that they they go down without a fight. I know they're not going to go down without a fight, and I doubt that they don't get too much of what they want. Because at the end of the day, both parties want baseball to happen. There's zero question about that. Because when there's no baseball, there's no money being made. And both these parties want to make some money doing the baseball game that they love. And both sides have also mentioned how much they want to bring the fans back into this. So it's just a, a murky, mucky situation that we're in right now. That both sides want to play baseball. Both sides want it to happen. They're just in disagreements on how it's going to work. So continuing on this show, on this episode, excuse me, we're going to talk about Rob Manfred's letter to baseball fans, break it down a little piece by piece, talk about, once again, why this is possibly the worst time for Major League Baseball to go into a lockout, and then get into a little bit of baseball news, because there was some baseball news that we haven't talked about yet on this show. Um, so we're going to do that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do any of that, I want to talk to you about Bet Online. BetOnline has you covered for all the season that you need to be covered for. They have more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Football season is ramping up and continues to march into the playoffs. BetOnline is your number one spot for all sports action this season. Head over to that new updated desktop or mobile website they have and sign up today and you can get a 50%, that's right, a 50% welcome bonus when you sign up using the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, gets you that 50% welcome bonus. Whether it's basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way, you heard that right, fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline is where the game starts. Rob Manfred wrote a letter to the baseball fans and released it uh, to our fans. First two paragraphs, and then I'll break it down. Quote, I first want to thank you for your continued support of the great game of baseball this past season. We were reminded how the national pastime can bring us together and restore our hope despite the difficult challenges of a global pandemic. As we begin to emerge from one of the darkest periods in our history, our ballparks are filled with fans. The games were filled with excitement, and millions of families felt the joy of watching baseball together. Thought on so far. That is why I'm so disappointed about the situation in which our game finds itself today. Despite the league's best efforts to make a deal with the Players Association, we were unable to extend our 26-year-long history of labor peace and come to an agreement with the MLBPA before the current CBA expired, forced to commence a lockout of Major League players effective 12:01 ET on December the 2nd. It's it's. He's not wrong in saying that baseball played through a pandemic and it was wonderful to see, but. You know, I, I would argue that the labor peace ended in 2020 when they were 
bickering might be too harsh of a word, but bickering and arguing and yelling, uh, <laughs> uh, debating over the how to res- resume play. That's that's when I would argue that labor peace was probably breached. So we we, we move on. Um, explain. He wants to explain how we got her. He says, "Quote." Uh, simply put, we believe that an off-season lockout is the best mechanism to protect the 2022 season. We hope that the lockout will jumpstart the negotiations and get us to an agreement that will allow the season to start on time. This defensive lockout was necessary because the Players Association vision for Major League Baseball would threaten the ability of most teams to be competitive. It's simply not a viable option. From the beginning, the MLBPA has been unwilling to move from their starting position, compromise, or collaborate on solutions when we began negotiations over a new agreement, the Players Association already had a contract that they would tr- wouldn't trade for any other sp- that they wouldn't trade for any other in sports. Baseball's players are, have no salary cap and are not subjected to a maximum length or dollar amount on contracts. In fact, MLB has guaranteed contracts that run ten or more years in excess of three hundred million dollars. We have not proposed anything that would change these fundamentals. While we have heard repeatedly that free agency is, quote, broken, in the month of November, $1.7 billion was committed to free agents, squashing the prior record by nearly four times. By the end of the offseason, clubs will have committed more money to players than any offseason in MLB history. Here's what I would argue to that. Yes, money was spent. They are shelling, they were shelling up money like crazy. That is because of the lockout that Manfred says is necessary and a defensive mechanism to protect the 2022 season. That is why the money was spent. I think it's on, you have to look at why the money was spent in context. So this money was just spent like last offseason, then great. Free agency is not broken. You go for it. But I think that this proves free agency is a little bit broken and that it does need to be reevaluated. Because in off-seasons prior, you weren't seeing money dove out like this. You especially weren't even take out the money. You weren't seeing this number of contracts shelled out in such a short amount of time. It was because of the lockout that was impending. It was because of the uncertainty, because of the break in labor peace that Ramford referenced, that the off-season contracts looked this way, and that's why there were so many of them because of the impending lockout that had been talked about since the summer of 2020. So I don't think that this spending spree proves that, off, that, that free agency isn't broken. If anything, it's an argument that it is broken, at the very least, needs reevaluation. That's what I would say in response to that. Um, but I, like, yes, there was more money spent this offseason than in a lot prior, any prior, but that's because of the deadline and in Maybe you need to find a way to enforce a deadline because this Major League Baseball offseason felt a lot like the NBA offseason. Manfred continues, quote, We worked hard to find compromise while making the system even better for players by addressing concerns raised by the Players Association. We offered to establish a minimum payroll for all clubs to meet for the first time in baseball history to allow the majority of players to reach free agency earlier through an age-based system that would eliminate any claims of service time manipulation and to increase compensation for all young players, including increases in minimum salary. When negotiations lacked momentum, we tried to create some by offering to accept the universal designated hitter, to create a new draft system using a lottery similar to other leagues, and to increase the competitive balance tax threshold that affects only a small number of teams. So what I didn't like about the early part of this letter, and Manfred pointing his finger at the Player Association, saying, hey, they're messing up. Manfred at least does say, hey, here's what we did. Is it accurate? Is that what they actually negotiated? That's for behind closed doors. That's something we might never know about. But he at least does say, hey, here's what we did try and do. That is something, and you all know I am not the biggest Rob Manfred fan. 
he goes on, we have had challenges before with respect to making labor agreements and have overcome those challenges every single time during my tenure. Regrettably, it appears the Players Association came to the bargaining table with a strategy of confrontation over compromise. They never wavered from their collectively the most extreme set of proposals in their history, including significant cuts to the revenue sharing system, a weakening of the competitive balance tax, and a shortening the period of the time that a players play for their teams. All of these changes would make our game less competitive, not more. To be clear, this hard but important step does not necessarily mean games will be canceled. In fact, we are taking this step now because it accelerates the urgency for an agreement with as much runway as possible to avoid doing damage to the 2022 season. Delaying this process further would only put spring training opening day and the rest of the season further at risk. We cannot allow an expired agreement to again cause an in-strike in-season strike, and a Miss World Series like we experienced in 1994. We all owe you, our fans, better than that. I'll agree with that. Fans are owed better than what they're getting from the players and the and the, and the players union, excuse me, and the and the owners in the front office. Uh, I, I know that this is a difficult. These are difficult negotiations. They're they're not black and white issues. They there there are gray in there. There's two sides to every coin. There's a lot that goes into these things that the average person will, the average fan even, will never, not once, know about or think about. And it can seem simple. It can seem extremely frustrating in that they can seem as though there is a simple solution to which most of the time there is not. There's a lot of money in Major League Baseball just because there's a lot of money in every single sport. And that money needs to be allocated properly. Decision needs to. Decisions need to be made properly by a players' union. They have these huge, long contracts that they sign. They have these huge, long agreements that they sign that have every contingency in the world. These things take time. I understand it's been 26 years since we've had a work stoppage, and other leagues figure it out and find a way to allocate money that they probably have more money than Major League Baseball does. I understand that. However, this is not a simple solution. Final paragraph in that letter from Robert Manfred says... Today, referring to yesterday, is a difficult day for baseball. But as I have said all year, there is a path to a fair agreement, and we will find it. I do not doubt the league and the players share a fundamental appreciation for this game and a commitment to its fans. I remain optimistic that both sides will seize the opportunity to work together to grow, protect, and strengthen the game we love. MLB is ready to work around the clock to meet that goal. I urge the Players Association to join us at the table. There, there as. There, there were some good things in that letter that Ranford did, and then there were some blame game. And Ranford's not the only one that played the blame game. The Players Union, in their statement, blamed the the owners, talked about how it was a, a tactic that they, that they used that they felt was not necessary to use. So I'm not saying it's only... Um, it's only the, the owners and only Rob Manfred that, that are playing the blame game. Blame game. I, I personally, on a personal level, don't like the blame game. I don't like blaming others for people what happened. So that's just a personal vendetta against those things. But nevertheless, it's it's just frustrating. That's really the, the, the word that keeps coming to mind because we all want baseball. I agree with Rob Manfred and I agree with the players union because that's something probably that they both agree with. We all want baseball. We all want baseball to happen. It's just unfortunate timing. This is what I was talking about earlier that I referenced earlier that I've talked about a couple times. This is awful timing for Major League Baseball to have this work stoppage. 
you're, you're coming off a, a season that you had your first full season in two years. You, you, you have some great players in this league. You have Mike Trout still in his prime, one of the best players of all time. You have a slew, you have a crop of young players trying to take control of the best player in the game. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Shohei Otani, Fernando Tatis Jr., Juan Soto, Ronald Acuna Jr. So many different players that are trying to take that threshold as best player in the game of baseball. You've got some incredible pitching. You have two great pitchers now out there in New York and Mad Max and Jacob DeGrom. You've got competitive teams up and down your slate. The Rangers might be a little bit more competitive as they spent $500 million on their infield, got a starter, and are looking to do more once this work stoppage has passed. This is a great could this could be a great time for baseball. And like there there are definitely times in baseball's history that baseball has been boring. There's been times that football, basketball, and hockey have been as well. But this could be a great, exciting time for baseball with as much talent as there is in the game, which is much young talent as there is in the game. This could be a beautiful time for baseball. That to me is what makes us probably the most frustrating is that you have so many opportunities right now for a great Major League Baseball season in 2022. However, that season isn't threat. So you don't know what's going to happen. Take one more break. Uh, you're listening on your podcasting platform. Uh, take a break. Have some of our sponsors that have their own reads in um, to, to give them their opportunity to share their message from YouTube. We'll take a quick beat, uh, but we'll be back with more to finish up the show, talking a little bit more about the lockout, but also some baseball news because I don't want to have a show where we don't talk about uh, the sport of baseball. So we'll come back with that coming up here in just a moment. We've got some baseball news. Marcus Stroman signing with the Chicago Cubs. Uh, That is not something I saw coming. They were not really uh, rumored to be in on Marcus Stroman um, that that I saw until that that happened. Three-year contract for Stroman that the Cubs signed him to before the agreement um, expired, before the negotiations expired. Obviously, um, it's... You know, it's nice. It's a nice move for the Cubs. I, I would have liked to see the the, the Cardinals make a, a move like that, obviously. Um, but I think that um, the, the Cubs made the move. Uh, obviously, sorry, I lost train of thought. Had a, a message come in, but I think that this is one of those moves that for, for the Cubs. What are you going to do around it? Um, obviously, you can't do anything around it right now with the work stoppage, but. Um, Marcus Stroman, I think, will thrive in Chicago. I think Chicago fans will love him. I, he, he's a very, he's a bright guy. He, he's somebody that knows how to pitch, but he's also an outspoken gentleman. Speaks for what he's believe. Speak for what speaks up for what he believes in. Excuse me. Uh, very confident in him, in himself. So I think that somebody like that will be popular most places. Obviously, it's going to rub some people the wrong way, but I think the Cub fans will, will like him there. Uh, so that, that's a baseball move that we've got to talk about. Another one is Luis Garcia. I talked about this a little bit uh, yesterday. Uh, he signed him with the, with the San Diego Padres. Again, not not a total loss if after the lockout is over, the Cardinals can sign somebody to replace him. Uh, Joe Kelly, Andrew Chafin, um, Ryan Tapera's on the market, Brad Hanna, another left-hander. Not a total loss if you can get somebody to replace him. 
Got to get somebody to replace him. You can't lose out on a guy like Luis Garcia. You just can't. Um, but I, I just... I, it was a shock to me when I saw that he did not sign with the Cardinals. The Cardinals do will probably still be in on a bunch of reliever markets, but we'll see whenever that market starts back up. And who knows how long that's going to be. Here on Locked On Cardinals, um, Locked Out Cardinals will not be the name, although that joke was made multiple times in our Locked On group chat as well as in other Locked On shows. Um, but I... We will continue content here Monday to Friday. Uh, so we'll be back tomorrow, more CBA breakdown, talk about other reports that come in. Uh, so be sure to, to join back tomorrow. If you guys have a question, a segment idea for the show, uh, obviously, you know, let me know. I want to talk about what you guys want to listen to. If you guys want my take on something, if you guys want Cardinal memories, whatever you guys want, um, we'll, we'll, we'll fit it in. Um, I'll also be working on some getting some more crossovers, some more guests on our show um, as, as, you know, as we move forward. Because we got to brace ourselves for what could be a very long lockout. Uh, but be sure to follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. Uh, email the show anytime at LockedOnCards at gmail.com. And DM on Instagram or Twitter any questions, comments as well. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform and subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. It is free anywhere you can find it. Tell your friends, tell your family, and I hope you guys are having a great day. And until I talk to you guys tomorrow, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.